Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos. I'm Tracy Canella, and I'm here to help you learn all about chaos, how it can show up in your life, and how you can learn to manage it. You may be wondering who I am and what I know about chaos. Well, I'm a licensed mental health counselor with over 16 years of experience counseling people who struggle with some really difficult situations. And I've had even more experience successfully managing my own chaotic life. So the purpose of this podcast is not to tell you what you should and shouldn't do to calm the chaos in your life. Rather, this podcast will offer you a new way of looking at and managing chaos through my own personal stories. I'll also offer you some tips, tools, and techniques I've learned from my education, training, and experience as a counselor, and as someone who has learned how to move through chaos and toward a peaceful, more enjoyable life. As you listen to this podcast, just know that although I am a licensed mental health counselor, this podcast is not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. If you're really struggling with something and you don't have a counselor, I strongly recommend that you find a licensed counselor in your area. You can do this by calling your local crisis line or by going to www.psychologytoday.com and doing a search for counselors in your area. That being said, now let the chaos begin. This episode of Calming the Chaos is called Thanking Your Mind. And it just so happens that this episode is being released on Thanksgiving Day. You know, that holiday which happens in the United States on the fourth Thursday of every November, where a specific day is set aside for the sole purpose of giving thanks for what we have in our lives. It's a pretty beautiful concept, really. For some of us, Thanksgiving is a celebration where we give thanks by eating food, lots of food, and feeling overly full. And actually finding it funny that we're so full. It can also include spending time with friends and family, watching football, having fun, or maybe even planning for a Black Friday shopping spree. However, for other people, many of whom I treat in my counseling practice, this particular holiday can be frightening, frustrating, filled with obsessive thoughts of food, fears of being too full, and feeling fat. Food and eating can be such a struggle for some people, and it doesn't seem to be a struggle for others. In fact, Because I'm a certified eating disorder specialist, I see lots of people who struggle with food, eating, and body image in my counseling practice. And since Thanksgiving is centered around food, and lots of it, this time of year is one of the busiest times for me as a counselor and one of the most painful times for many of my clients. If you or someone you care about is struggling with food, eating, or body image, this episode can help you become more mindful about your own relationship with food. And it can possibly lead you toward making a mental shift toward managing your own relationship with food. 
I'll start by helping you recognize some of the ways people can struggle with food, eating, and body image. I will go into what happens in the mind and the body, what people think, how they feel, and how they use food to cope with all of the chaos that is going on in their minds. And then I will give you some scenarios that can happen on Thanksgiving in particular that can cause chaos in the minds of those who struggle with food, eating, and body image. Finally, I'll give some tips and tools to those who struggle and how they can better cope with this particular holiday. And I'll give some tips and tools to those who don't struggle and how they can be more mindful and supportive to those who do struggle. Remember, the purpose of this podcast is to get all of us working together to calm the chaos in our lives. And I can't think of anything more chaotic to a person who struggles with food and eating than being with people on Thanksgiving, where it's all about the food. So let's get going. Here are some of the ways that people struggle with food, eating, and body image. It may surprise you to know that when people struggle with food, they are often struggling with feelings. Painful emotions such as anxiety, fear, sadness, shame, doubt, confusion, all of these emotions can just show up. And people just find out that they can use food in a variety of different ways to cope with these feelings. So just like a person who is anxious or depressed might use drugs or alcohol to cope with painful feelings, some people just use food. Some people avoid food. They just don't want to have anything to do with it. Others can't get enough of it. They sneak it or they overeat. Others, they will eat until they are painfully full and then devise ways to get rid of the food so that they feel more comfortable in their bodies. The important thing to take away from all of this information is that somehow, when people do these things with food, it helps them to feel better for a time. However, in the long term, there are effects of using food to cope with feelings, and they are often harder to treat and manage than with somebody who abuses drugs or alcohol. The people who abuse food in their lives or can't seem to manage it are really at a tough point in their lives because they can't just give it up. They need food to live. It's not like drinking or doing drugs. They can't just give it up. Food is necessary for us to sustain life. And so what they need to do is learn to manage their relationship with food, which is often more difficult than just giving up a substance or a drug. So let's do some soul searching now and see how food and the relationship we have with food shows up, especially on occasions like Thanksgiving. The first thing that can show up is the food police. The police come up and arrest you for doing something wrong with food. An example of this is eating a sweet 
or eating something with sugar in it, or eating something that's quote-unquote bad for your body. The food police are trying to help you. So they seem like a good thing, but what they really want to do is help you to have the body that you want, which is where body image comes into play. How you see yourself in your own body can actually determine how you use food in a variety of situations, not just Thanksgiving, but all kinds of situations. If you say no to the food police and say yes to every food that you'd like, that eventually your body will find its way and your relationship with food will be so much better. Anyway, the food police can definitely appear on Thanksgiving. In fact, the food police can come in at any time. The food police can say, you can't have that sort of food. It's too fattening. It can cause you to gain weight. Or you shouldn't take so much of that food. It will be fattening and it will cause you to gain weight. And so this goes to how food relates to your body and how the food police, when they come, can really affect your relationship with your body. The food police are basically trying to keep your body safe, but what they end up doing is causing a lot of chaos in your relationship with food. Another thing that can happen on Thanksgiving that relates to food, eating, and body image is a person or people who are body commenters. These people are well-meaning members of your family or friends who just happen to comment on the state of your body. Something that comes to mind is when a person is in college and they start college in September and then by November they come back and they're reunited with their family and friends and somebody comments on the state of their body, whether it looks better, worse, or the same. Whatever comments are made about body can really trigger how a person uses food in the future. For example, a person who comes home from college, people haven't seen this person in three months. A person can say a number of things. One, oh, you must have put on the freshman 15. That's okay. You can always diet later. Go ahead and have your Thanksgiving dinner. That actually might cause some chaos in the mind of the person who has actually experienced weight gain while at college. Another possibility is the body commenter says, Wow, you've lost weight. You look great. I wonder how you did it. Tell me how you did it. I would love to lose weight. Comments like these about body are really triggering because people who have food and body image issues are often really very scared about their emotions. And to tell people 
about what they're feeling and about why they're losing weight is not great. Another way that Thanksgiving can present problems to people who struggle with food, eating, and body image is when there are thoughts, feelings, and behaviors about food. One thought would be, there is so much food, how am I ever going to be able to eat it all? I want it all. I need it all. How will I get it? And then another example of thoughts are, there is so much food. I don't want to feel overly full. I don't want to gain weight. How can I present myself in front of all of my friends and family as a normal eater when I am so afraid of gaining weight? So you can see how sometimes people will do things because they feel things and they think things. That is the basic lesson I want you to learn, is that sometimes people will think things about food and they will have feelings and then they will have behaviors. There are people who make this complicated for people who struggle on Thanksgiving One example is the food pusher, the person who thinks you're not eating enough, or the person who thinks you need to eat more of Aunt Sarah's casserole because it would offend her if you didn't. Another person who can appear at a Thanksgiving dinner is the dieter, a person who eats less than most people and says, this is bad, I'll only have a little. And here you are wondering what to do what to say, how to feel. Another thing that can happen during Thanksgiving are general unkind remarks. Even if it's not directed at you or anyone in the room, if somebody happens to say some disparaging remarks about people who are overweight and how they're lazy and fat and slovenly and all of those stereotypical comments... You, as a person who feels and thinks about food and body, might be affected by those comments. What that's doing to the person is putting an idea into their mind that they're not good enough. And even though that they gained the freshman 15, they can lose it. And so the control comes from stopping eating or going on a diet and self-control. And this isn't helpful. In the long term, it is not helpful because what it does is it just implants these ideas into your mind that you can control everything. Instead of letting your body and your appetite do what they naturally do, you try and manipulate them. Here are some skills and tools for people who do struggle with food, eating, and body image and how you can cope with Thanksgiving. The first thing I would suggest is prepare. Before the big day of Thanksgiving, just think of possible things that could happen, who you're going to see, where you're going to be, and ways that you can cope. You can do breathing. Like in our first podcast, we talked about the importance of breathing, 
how it can help you to stay grounded. Remember to breathe. But even before breathing in the situation, you can visualize yourself coping with this day well. Just visualize yourself in the situation. Visualize all your relatives. Visualize where you're going to be. And visualize how you're going to cope well with the worst possible situations that you can encounter. An example is, is that, oh my gosh, here I am with all of my family. They're going to notice my weight gain. How am I going to cope well? Keep your confidence. Be a friend to yourself. Positively. Talk to yourself like you're your own best friend. Like your own best friend is there with you. That can help you cope well with the situation at Thanksgiving. Also, know where you're going. Scope out the landscape and what are the safe spots, even if it's the bathroom or the backyard or the daylight basement or the front yard or in your car. Know that you can go to safe spots if you need to. You can use mindfulness to notice early on any signs of panic, fear, sadness, shame, anxiety. And you can use breathing to really help yourself get grounded and centered. Once you get yourself grounded and centered in your body, you can start to think clearly. One of the things I would recommend is that you breathe into your feeling. This is a skill called expanding. And what it is, is that you notice where the feeling is in your body and you just open up, breathe into it and make room for all the feelings to show up. Instead of pushing them away, you're expanding and letting them be. And sometimes breathing in, gathering up the feelings and breathing them out can really help. Thank your mind on Thanksgiving. Be thankful for your mind. All it's trying to do is to give you ways to feel better. Why? It is protecting you from harm. Thank your mind. Thank it. Thank it for trying to protect you. And then ask it to step back so that you can live your life pace yourself. Go slowly through the process of Thanksgiving. You know what? For me, I have not had a bad Thanksgiving ever. I treat it as if it's another day of the year, but with more variety. And so what I do is I just eat the things that I don't normally get to eat on every other day. I treat it as if it's another day. I enjoy what I can. I know my limits, and I go slowly through the process. I know that there are some who starve themselves and say, oh, I'm not going to eat anything because I'm going to just completely obliterate myself with food later on. This is not a good thing to do because every restriction leads to a binge, and every binge inevitably leads to a restriction. 
So please, just treat it like it's every other day. And just enjoy and be thankful for what is given to you. Pace yourself. Go slowly again through the process. And then if there are any people in your Thanksgiving celebration who trigger you, who tell you things that are bad about yourself, or somebody in particular who is not helpful, choose your battles wisely. Choose not to engage or choose to engage wisely. Think about who you might have the most problems with and how you might deal with them. This is called coping ahead. It's a dialectical behavioral therapy skill. Envision yourself in the room with that person. Visualize yourself choosing your battle wisely and coping ahead with what might come. Finally, and this should have been the first thing I said, I'm just realizing this now, be thankful. Remember, this is what the holiday is about, is to be thankful. Be thankful for your friends and your family. Be thankful that we have resources to help us. Be thankful when you look up in the sky and it's clear or there's sun, or there's rain, be thankful for something. And now, here are some skills and tools for those who don't struggle with food, eating, and body image, and how they can be more supportive to those who might have these challenges in their lives at Thanksgiving. One of the things you can do is learn about eating disorders. And a great place to do that is through the National Eating Disorders Association website. That is at www.nationaleatingdisorders.org. Learn about eating disorders and recognize the signs so that when and if you see them in your friends and loved ones, you can know what they are. You can set aside some time to have private conversations of support with these people. You can express your love and support to them and be prepared for any sort of difficult conversations that could happen. If you've had your own difficult experiences with emotions and food and eating, you can share them with these people. You can suggest that these people seek out some help from a counselor. One of the things I would suggest you don't do is ignore the problem. If you see a sign of possible eating disorder behavior, confront them in a caring way. Just ask questions. Make sure that they don't feel judged. Don't place any blame and help them. Help them through this difficult experience. One of the most important things you can do to manage your relationship with food, eating, and body image is to practice mindful eating. On my CD, which is called On This Day, there is a track called Appreciative Eating. This track is available through Google Music. You can search it out and you can listen to it. This track helps you to be more mindful and appreciative of when you eat taking in all of the senses 
and the visual sensations of eating and making it a pleasant and slower experience so that you can enjoy food. And having an enjoyable relationship with food requires you to enjoy food. Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos. I hope that the information in today's podcast gave you some simple tips and tools and some valuable resources that will help you recognize and move through chaos and into a calmer and more peaceful life. If you like this podcast and found it helpful, please consider subscribing to it and share it with your friends. You can also check out my website at www. Dot lokahicounseling.com. That is L-O-K-A-H-I-C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G.com. On my website, you can get more information about me and a link to a CD I created that can help you learn a process to quiet your mind. You can also visit my open Facebook group called Calming the Chaos for the latest updates on my podcast and for more resources and insights. I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.